right, ladies, welcome back to the Young Women on a Mission podcast. This is your host, Mona Lisa. Um, today is actually going to be a financial episode. We're going to talk a little bit about money. And I brought someone special here uh, by the name of Tiara McGuire. She is a money coach. So we are going to get specific. We are going to talk about some things I know a lot of people want to know about when it comes to how to spend your money responsibly, how to save, how to budget. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I know we can all use some of that advice. Um, she's definitely here to talk to us about that. This is her area of expertise. Um, so I'm glad that she is here. Thank you for being here today, Tiara. No problem. I'm excited to join. I'm excited to share some tips um, that have worked for me. And I'm excited for everyone to learn and learn more about budgeting, saving, and how to be financially fit. Yes, yes. We all need that, definitely. Um, and I wanted to start off with a quote that I found um, by a guy by the name of Dave Ramsey that I know a lot of us have heard the name. Um, he's a multi-million dollar money management expert. Um, and it says, you must gain control over your money or the lack of it will forever control you. And I believe that is very true. Um, you know, I think financial literacy is very important and the more that we know, the better that we can do in our own lives. Um, and so, you know, um, I believe that everyone has their own vices. There's things that we all like to spend our money on, um, you know, but a lot of times those things we spend our money on are just wants. You know, they're not needs and necessities. We just want them. So people actually have more expendable money than they think they do. You know, we're just mismanaging it. Um, so, Tierra, I just want to start off by saying, how did money and finances become such a focus of yours? That's a great question. Um, it actually started when I was younger. So before I got to high school, um, I would bring home straight A's and my dad would give me $20 for each A that I brought home. So of course my goal was to bring home A's. Every A. Yes, every A, even making up a class. This is my gym class, I got an A. This is my random social class. And just to get the money because it was a fun, it was a game. So that's how it started at first. Um, and then I started making a lot of A's and he ran out of money. So he <laughs> he was like, okay, I'm gonna give you $10 now. Um, and he was <clears throat> had his own business and he managed money very well. And I kind of modeled that. So I would help him with his business, which was seafood. <clears throat> and every time he made a profit, he gave me half of his profit. So I began saving at a very young age and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, I love money. Money is fun. I wanted to have my own money. Um, so transitioning to high school, I would, I had three jobs in high school because that's how much I loved money. I loved making money and I loved buying my own clothes and right. shoes just to kind of take some of um, some of the hardships off of my parents. Right. So it transitioned all throughout high school, me saving and budgeting and having three jobs and that's when I started looking more into budgeting and how to create a budget, the importance of setting a budget. And in high school, my peers, they, their parents were, they gave them an allowance. Mm -hmm. I never really had an allowance. I, where I was working. At all. I never <laughs> I had an allowance. I don't know allowance worse. Right. I never, and I'm like, wow, I just worked 10 hours this week for this amount of money and your mom just gave it to you. And I was like, that's not fair. Right. So I still continue to 
made sure that I made good, great responsibilities when I was shopping, going out with friends. I always made sure I was, gonna, I was saving money. Like I never was like a big splurger when it came to shopping at a, from just high school. Um, and just transitioning to college, I really, really got deep into money once I realized um, that I owed over $60,000 in um, loans to VCU. So it was my senior year at VCU and I owed them $60,000. Um, my parents didn't really know what happened. They just knew you knew that they took out some loans for me for college. They wanted me to go to college. Um, so I was a first generation college student. Okay. Um, so I went to college and senior year came and I was like, let me just look at my, um, how much I owe after college. I logged onto like Blackboard and I just looked and said, $60,000. I said, how, what, why, wait, huh? Right. And I was finishing up my senior year. So I finished my senior year. My senior year absolutely was my best year. I had moved back home, saved $8,000. So I would have came up with $68,000, but it was $60,000 um, that I came out of college with. And six months later, the creditors started calling. You need to pay these loans. Like clockwork. Yes, and I wanted to buy a new car. All my friends were buying new cars. They were moving out the house. And I was trying to match up to what they were doing. It right. didn't match up. I was like, wait a second. How am I going to pay the student loans and buy myself a new car and go shopping with my friends and get my own place? It just didn't work right. at all. So I moved back home, um, got a full-time job, and I started paying back my loans. That's how it started. Um, and I've been paying them back ever since. Yeah. <laughs> you said like a lot of people. It's yes. a lot of people with those, I don't want to call it regrets because, right. you know, education is very important. Um, you know, there's no one way to do it. But what a lot of us didn't know, and we had that same picture painted for us when we're going through school, is you go through high school, you do well, you get into a good college, mm -hmm. you come out with a degree, and a yes. good job. And I would say probably a couple years after high school, you realize it's not that black and white. Absolutely. So you have to be a little more fiscally responsible. Yes. Um, I encourage scholarships. Yes. <laughs> yes. Highly, which is it's crazy because I remember when I was in school and I was an honor student mm -hmm. and I did not have scholarships pushed my way that often, which was crazy. And thinking back on it, I was like, why wouldn't they? Right. You know, all you hear is fast, but fast, but fast, but make sure you right. get it in, get your financial aid. Absolutely. But I went to a very athletic focused high school. So they were so focused on the football team, uh -huh. the baseball team. Yeah. And you know the athletes get the scholarships. They do. And you're on your own. And and you are right. there to fend on your own. So right. I think also you know, having, you know, parents that can teach you or someone mm -hmm. that will teach you how to manage your money, how to manage education. Absolutely. That will let you know what the real world that's coming is like is very important. So Absolutely. I would say, you know, especially for, you know, younger students or those coming up before you get to college, definitely seek counselors, mentors. Yes. Just anyone older to give you that advice and definitely take it in because the real world <laughs> is waiting on you. And it is going to be you against whatever decisions you made. Absolutely. I definitely think um, finance should be taught in high schools. It should yes, be taught I agree. everywhere. How to write a check. How? What is a check in the savings account? Interest. Mm -hmm. Interest. Everyone needs to know about interest rates and mm -hmm. compound interest and different things like that in high school. So that when they graduate, they go to college. Or if they don't go to college, mm -hmm. um, they know how to prepare themselves for their future. Financially. Oh, yeah, because as soon as you turn 18, those credit card offers are coming in. Yes. They know when your birthday is. Right. And they are coming with the letters because yes. I remember I got my first credit card was a student card. And it maybe had like, I 
think it was like either three hundred or five hundred dollar limit, mm -hmm. and I just signed right on up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not knowing anything about anything. Absolutely. I knew it was some money on this card. I knew I needed some, mm -hmm. and so I had one. Right. But you know how to manage it thereafter was, you know, you max it out. Yeah. And, and you get another one. And you go get another yep. one, or you're paying this minimum amount. Like, oh, eventually I'll get it down. Right. And you might pay it off like a hundred dollars, and then spend it right again. Exactly. You so know? it's the, that's the cycle of debt, and I think it starts. Uh, it starts from just not knowing, or mm -hmm. you know, and also what we were taught at home. Did, did our parents? Right. Did we grow up with our parents talk about money? Did they not talk about money? Mm -hmm. My dad talked about money a lot. My mom didn't talk about it. You know, they didn't share a lot with me because they didn't know a lot, of, especially about the college loans and the debt. And now that I've graduated, I graduated in 2012, I still have all this debt. And I'm like, while I don't regret it because I have a degree in business and I learned a lot, I just wish I would have went about it differently. differently right. Whether it be two years at community college or, you know, maybe even going to a college that offered me more money. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't really have any regrets because I'm... I wish my loans would disappear, but going through the process of paying them back and deciding what I'm going to do about it has allowed me to kind of expand on how to help myself in this process as well as help others in the same process because a lot of people have a lot of student loan debt. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And they don't know how to get that under control. Right. And like you say, you're making life decisions because you're like, okay, well, I got to pay this, yep. but I can't do this over here. Right. I can't get, go get this place, this car. Right. This, because our loans are taking over my life. Absolutely. You know? So you don't want to have to, you want to be able to manage all of these things and still live right. comfortably. You know, I think that's very important. So you don't feel like you're spending your whole life trying to work right. three, four jobs. Absolutely. To catch up. You know, you want to live your life. Absolutely. Um, and that still means enjoying your money. We're not saying don't enjoy the money that you're working for. Right. It's just how to do it responsibly so you can take care of the things you need to take care of right. and take care of yourself too. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree. I think me moving back home back in 2012 has helped a lot. Mm -hmm. um, there have been some times where I'm like, well, my best friend, she lives downtown or yeah. they live here and she has a brand new car. So Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds so it's price hard. tag. It, it does <laughs> come with a price tag. And initially I was kind of embarrassed because I felt like I was not on the level right. of my friends or the people who I were, were hanging with. Mm -hmm. I say age group, this person, this person negotiated a salary. I'm like, what is the, how do you negotiate? That's a whole nother conversation. Right. It's a whole nother <laughs> conversation, but just... I moved back home. I had got the car that I wanted, a 2009 Honda Accord Coupe, black on black leather. I loved it. Um, my parents actually helped me get it, but ultimately I had to make the payments on it. Um, and I ended up totaling that car um, three years after three years after I got it. It wasn't my fault, um, and I was fine in the accident. Everything was fine, but I just feel like that was a way of opening my eyes and say, "Tier, you didn't need this twenty thousand dollar car." So. Total the car, I didn't know anything else on the car, I had gap insurance, whatever. Um, my parents had an old car sitting in the yard, and I'm like, well, Tia, you can just have this car. I'm like, no, I told them my car, I'm going back to the dealership to get me a brand new car because I am not going to be riding around in the community. Right. You know, that was my thought process. Right. So I went to the dealership, and you know, I had I'd already established savings account, a savings, and I was like, well, you know, when I was paying... $300 a month for this car, I can get a brand new one and pay $400. What's an extra $100? Right. So I literally went to the dealership and I could not find the paper. Like, I had got approved for the car, my credit score was great. I was just like, no, Tierra, this is just not, mm -hmm. you do not need to keep up with the Joneses, Tierra. Right. So I went back home, cried a little bit, I was <laughs> upset. That car that they had in the yard um, was paid off. 
Um, I currently drive the car, and um, I at today in 2019, I am happy with the car. It is paid for. Um, I don't have any type of bills, so I drive for free. Um, but when I see my friends driving these nice cars, I'm like, you see a little twin. I, I do, I do. But I'm like, you know, I just, I'm like, no, I just want to drive for free. Now, it's nothing wrong with a new car. I when I can pay cash for another car. And when the wheels fall off of this car, then I will go to get another car. I'm not going to be paying cash. Um, so definitely moving back home, um, not not trying to get my own house or apartment just to stack my savings account. Yeah. Um, so my first year staying at home after graduating, I did land a full-time job um, and a part-time job. And then my second year, I was able to save $10,000 just wow. from staying at home. And every year, I've increased that amount increase that amount each year. And see, I think that's important too because yes. I think, and maybe it's it's more specifically to the African-American culture, but we are so adamant about being independent yes. and yes. living on our own yes. and living yes. separately. Yes. yes, And we look at things as, you know, driving an older car. Right. We look at these things as embarrassment. Absolutely. And it shouldn't be embarrassment if you've got a plan and something that you are working on. There right. is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. You know, because if you're scraping pennies to do anything else or have anything else just to say that you have that new car absolutely now when you go at home and if your lights is off and your refrigerator is empty right you got that new car on the road you have to evaluate your circumstances that is so true the people that you are trying to impress are probably not even in your lives anyway absolutely you are passing by right while you were in that car because hands up to the paid off car right i I paid my car off last month because when i tell you i'm not looking at anything else right now right now Right. Why? Because my next goal is to own a home. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm not worried about the car keys as long as it keeps moving. Right. Absolutely. And I think, and that's a good point. I think we all have different goals. At least I hope we do. So like your goals may not look like mine. Right. You know, you your goal is to make sure that you are financially um, stable for to get a home. Mm-hmm. My current goal <laughs> is to make it through wedding planning because yes, it has been stressful. It has been so stressful. Um, and, and just to give you a little bit of backstory, I've always known I wanted to get married. Right. And I always knew weddings were ex- expensive, but I didn't know they were expensive. Like, it's so much. My best friend said the wedding. same thing. She said, you don't know how expensive it is until you start looking into these things. Right. And I said, I can only imagine, because we just see the pictures yeah. and everything looks so pretty. Right. And are like, oh, I want this. Right. And then when you actually have to look at it, you like, maybe I don't want this. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it is such... And it, it, gets, it gets with your emotions, but the wedding, the wedding business, the wedding is a business, right? right. All of this is just a huge business. And my pastor once told me, um, your wedding costs how much, it only costs how much you pay at the, for, to get the licensing and the fees and to go to the courthouse, yeah. which is probably a couple hundred dollars. Right. And I'm like, I understand, but, but <laughs> I want my dream wedding. And Absolutely. to be honest, um, I have... The money set aside, um, but I'm like, I am not touching my savings account for the wedding. Yeah. I'm not. So I opened a separate account just for wedding, okay. and me and my fiance just throw money in there every time we get it. And so far, it's been great. So far, it has been great. Um, now we're in the process of picking out photography and videography, and it's like we got like a quote for that five thousand dollars. And I'm like, y'all, I'm gonna just get some throwaway cameras and look. <laughs> but but no, like you know, this is something that's important to me. This is a reason why I save and. I'm going to make sure that this one day, you know, I have memories to last forever. I don't, want, I don't want bad pictures. 
That is important. That is important. <laughs> I don't because, want bad pictures. You know, and a lot of times too, and actually the way that me and Tierra met was a couple years ago when in the other side of my life, um, have been a makeup artist for about 10 years and so I had actually did Tiara's makeup for her birthday Yay. a couple years ago I met her and her mom who was super sweet and so I know the business like I've done weddings I know bridal I know it costs I have to tell you I got a quote the other day for my face for bridal for $600 I believe okay I just wanted to say that I almost threw up I was like wait what <laughs> I believe you. I absolutely believe you. But what the other side to that was crazy for me is closer probably to when I was starting out. And I would actually look, you know, just doing my research to see what people are charging in the market for certain things. And I would nearly choke off of some of the prices that I would see them paying. But you have to understand what you're getting. Right. You're getting probably 20 years experience. Right. You know, you're paying for quality. So, you know, in that aspect, sometimes, especially for this, because the plan in most cases with a wedding is you only plan to do it once. Right. One time. That's it. Divorce so is not an option. Sorry. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> so it's an investment. Right. In that case, you know, a lot of times it's worth it to put the money into quality because, like you right. say, you're going to have these pictures for forever. So, right. you know, don't get boo-booing them around the corner. Do your pictures for $20 and they're dim and dark and you don't can't tell the bride from the groom. <laughs> Because you wanted to save a couple dollars, exactly. you're going to pay for it later. And you're right. not going to redo the wedding and redo your pictures. Exactly. So, right. You know, that's just an example of something that's worth an investment. Um, but like she said, saving your money for those important times. Yeah. Um, other things, you know, like I said, if you if you want that pricey car, go get the pricey car. Right. right. There's more than just the physical price tag on it. You right. make some sacrifices in other areas. Absolutely. Like, you know, so it's balanced. It is, and I, I think it's important to have a plan. Everyone should have a plan on what they want, and, and not also it's important to not compare yourself to other people. Yes. I did that a lot when I was younger. Well, her mom and dad they mm -hmm. make more than y'all, so she can get this. And you know, I didn't know that they. What I didn't know about that person's mom and dad was they they had a foreclosure. So I, yeah. I don't know what you don't, you don't know. never know what nobody's going through. So. And, and that's now because we live in the social media world yes. where you only you know perception is reality mm -hmm. when it comes to social media. We assume whatever we're seeing is what it is. Exactly. We're assuming that couple is happy. We're mm -hmm. assuming that guy is rich. Right. And you don't know the full story, and you should know the full story. It's right. social media. You right. know, no one I should be posting that. in detail their life, right. but. You're not seeing everything it may have took to get there. You right. may not know what these people are going through. You right. don't know if the repossession man is around the corner for this car that he right. keeps flashing. Right. You know, so, right. and we do, it's, it's hard when you're seeing this all day long. You know, it's easy to slip into comparing yourself yes. to what other people have. Right. Or where you think you should be in life. And, you know, God is going to put you where you're supposed to be at every point in your life. So Absolutely. nothing, nothing is by mistake. Right. Um, because people can flourish in the beginning and then suffer later. Mm -hmm. And you might have to do a little suffering in the beginning. And then your, right. you know, your golden days are coming late. Absolutely. You don't know. Yes. You don't know how it's going to go. But you just do what you can do, you know, and try to stay the course. Yeah. Um, but what would you say are, like, some myths about money? Like, I've seen things where some things will say, like, well, pay yourself first mm -hmm. and then pay your bills or then save. And, right. you know, what do you think about? I would say some myths um, that I've heard are, you know, that 
people would say, I don't make enough money to save, or mm, um, saving and budgeting is pointless, or what am I gonna do with all the money? If I save it, I'm, I could die tomorrow. Right. I'm like, okay, it's a, it's a bigger picture there. So those are right. some of the myths. I think it's important to um, pay yourself first only because you worked hard for your money. Mm -hmm. um, set some aside for yourself and then pay your bills. Right. Don't pay your bills and go shopping and then pay yourself because that might not lead to you paying yourself anything. Right. Because, you know, depending on how you shop, you may be an emotional spender um, or you might be like, you know what, I worked hard, I'm going to buy myself this pan bag or these shoes. Um, you might not leave no money left over for yourself. Right. That's so, true. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. So what would you say over time in, you know, all your experience? experiences with mm -hmm. money from younger up until now mm -hmm. uh, what are some ideals that you have in place that have really worked best for you when it comes to budgeting and managing your money awesome so I think and it's important to live below your means I want to say you mentioned that earlier um, so I currently live at home with my mm -hmm. parents I currently drive a car that's paid off that is well below my means mm -hmm. um, I currently get paid twice a month for my full-time job so I try my goal currently is to live off of one paycheck and okay. to um, split the rest up. Majority will go to savings. Right. I'm introducing investing to okay. myself now, so some of it will go to investments. Um, so I think living below your means is very, very important. Um, so that's a major area that I've been working on and it's kind of helped me. Um, also my mindset. So my fiance will tell you this. I think ahead five to 10 years. Like I've been thinking about my wedding since I was probably 18 years old, which is why I have money allocated for my wedding. Um, so right now I'm thinking about retirement. So right. I literally was talking to a financial advisor earlier on the phone trying to set up my retirement um, and think about what age I want to retire, how would that look, um, and just now me being 29, um, I hear it all the time, I might not have social security. So how am I going to allocate funds for my future self now? Right. So I'm thinking about the future now, not now, like right. what's what's going on? But now? not when you're getting closer to retirement right. age, and absolutely, you're like, you're like okay, wait, what am I gonna do? Right, right. You might be a little behind the bar, or you're gonna be work. You're gonna be one of those people that's still working a part time job. Yes. You're retired, yes. quote unquote. Right, but you're still working because mm -hmm. you gotta keep your head above water. Above water, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And if you have a mortgage that's not paid off, or some car loans, or you know that fifty thousand dollar car that you bought when you were forty, mm -hmm. you know that you're still paying still on paying it. For it. You know, I think it's important to to think about those things when you're setting yourself up and creating your financial plan. So definitely living below your means, changing your mindset. Um, another important um, thing is surrounding yourself with people who are where you want to be. I'm going to say that again. Surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. So people who might be at a higher level, mm -hmm. who are open to helping you and teaching you um, different things. So that has helped me a lot. And, you know, not saying my current friends aren't there, but they have learned a lot from me. I've learned a lot from them. But I am meeting with people um, who have been in the area of finance for 10, 15, 20 years. Why I feel as though I'm new. So I'm trying to, you know, Feel, feel out what I need to take from them, and I'll take some advice. And the things I don't need, I'll leave around the table. Right. So Absolutely. I think that's important as well. Right. I think that's an important piece too. No matter what point you are in your life or what part you're trying to grow in, definitely seek advice from someone that is living the life you want to live. Um, because if somebody is where you are, mm -hmm. or even less than, nobody's less than anybody, but if in a specific area they're not quite where you want to be, what advice can they really give you? Exactly. <laughs> if they really knew it or were living it, right. 
you know, you could visually see it, you know, so, you know, like, no matter how old you are, you know, like I said, seek mentors and, and counselors mm-hmm. and, you know, well, seek it out. Google is there. We'll take you to wherever right. you want to be. You know, there's life coaches, there's money coaches. Right. Um, you know, if you want to own a business, there are plenty of business owners out here. Right. You know, reach out to those people so that they can give you sound advice and direction. Because um, you also have to be careful when you have certain goals in mind and people don't understand it. Right. They'll deter you. They'll yes. question it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody makes you feel bad about the plans that you have for yourself, what you're doing, like they try to shame you for what you're doing. Right. It's not the right person. Um, and when you are flourishing or you've met your goals and, mm-hmm. you know, you get to do the things you want to do and they're still stuck in the same spot. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it, it's going to speak volumes. Um, But, you know, we definitely got to get in the habit of of putting our pride aside. Like I said, I'm I'm really for that living below the means. Yeah, (laughs) that requires you to put your pride aside because people do not want to be seen starting from the bottom. They don't. They do not. (laughs) It's so true. But I, I am all for it. I'm like, don't go for necessarily what you can afford because right. I always say prepare for those what if days. What if right. this happens? What if right. something breaks down in your car? And right. if you are living to the maximum budget, all it takes is one what if moment and you are thrown off course. You know, it, it throws everything else off because now you got to scrape and scramble or pull right. from somewhere else right. to fix this one issue. And that just creates, you know, it's a domino effect. It is. You know, so just prepare for that, I would definitely say. You know, invite the bullet. There's nothing wrong with, you know, having to live at home. If you are fortunate enough to do so, do so. Right. You know, um, it's only going to help you in the long run. Invite the bullet. You can do it for six months. Right. You can do it for a year. Yeah. To set yourself up for the next, then do that. Yeah. Um, You know, because even me, like, once I knew... I wanted to start getting in the process for owning a home. I'm, I'm looking at houses and townhouses and everything all the time. And, you know, I've even been to open houses. I'm not even ready yet, y'all. But I've been in open houses like I'm ready. But because I have a figure in mind of what I don't want to spend over in mortgage already. Right. You know, so I'm just like, even if I could afford more, I don't care if they approve right. me. If they approve me for three hundred thousand dollars, I'm gonna be like, but well, what about this one fifty over here? Exactly. Yes. Because it's just me. Yeah. You know, I don't yes. have any kids yet. I'm not moving in a slew of family, and I don't want enough space for family things. Can we? I'm just gonna be honest. True. That's so I'm true. I'm just gonna be honest. Too many rooms. Right. Many people think you got space. Exactly. And That's they come with a price tag, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm like, I don't want to overdo it. I have right. nothing to prove to anybody other than myself. It's just a goal for me. Um, you know, so I'm not looking for the most lavish, you know, but, you right. know, I def- that's a goal for me. Right. You know, so, but I know what I want to do. I know how comfortable I want to be because right. it comes with other expenses. Yes, you it know. Does. <laughs> that's yeah. a whole other ballgame. So I want to have room for those expenses. Right. You know, it's just a new level for me. Right. Um, but I definitely want to thank you for coming to talk no today. Problem. Is there anything else, any other nuggets, bits and pieces oh that you want to add that were that you think would be important that people really should know? Yes. I have I can talk for days. So <laughs> I have so much advice. But what I do want to share is um one last thing. Um and I'm going to think of another another name for this. But right now, I have um, created this account called F You Money. Mm-hmm. So really quickly, I'm going to explain <laughs> that. 
So if you are in a situation, let's just say, for example, you don't like your job, you want to leave your job, you're doing something that you hate, and you want to do something that fuels your passion, um, and you want to leave, but you don't have your savings, you know, you don't have three to six months saved for expenses, or if you want to take a vacation because you are mentally exhausted and you just want to get out for a minute. I recently did that a couple weeks ago, and it was amazing. Um, I think it's important for everyone to have a separate account. Um, with their separate from their savings account, so and this is like your your FU money, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna figure out another name nope, for it. I love it. Okay, just like that because that's usually the feeling that you have. Thank you. you. Yes, yes, yes. You need it. You know. So um, I have an account, and it's it's my FU money account. And really quickly, I'll share. Um, a couple of weeks ago, well, probably the end of July is when my busy season at work kind of winds down. Um, so it was really busy. I was trying to decide what's next for me in life. Um, my job was, it was just really, really busy. I was just going through a lot personally. Um, and then wedding planning, I was just like, you know what? Everything stopped. I need to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked at my FD money account. I was like, I haven't touched this all year. Let me touch this. Mm-hmm. So I booked the trip um, to Miami. So me and my fiance went to Miami for a couple days to just enjoy, relax. Wind down, um, paid for it in cash. I did not use a credit card. Um, it did not touch my savings account. It did not mess up any of all my bills were paid, so it did not bother my current expenses at all. And I think it's important to have that. Um, for anyone who's looking for a job, it can take three months all the way yes. to three years to look for a job. The process can be stressful. The process has changed. It a has lot. changed so much, so it's important for everyone to have three to six months minimum of emergency savings account for a job, relocation. Um, you could be in a crazy relationship situation, mm-hmm. divorce, divorce sure. expensive, I heard. Um, so you want might want to get out of that situation. Always have money set aside because you never you never know. There could be another government shutdown. That's you true. never know. Always have money aside. I don't care what anyone says, at least a minimum of three months. I would say six months to be um, sure. So that's what I wanted to add. Okay. Yes. No, that's definitely very important, especially when the government shutdown happens. Oh my gosh. I'm hearing so many people. Yes. And we, I guess we always assume most people that work in the government are making pretty good money. Absolutely. They probably are. But right. that also says and goes to, it doesn't matter how much money you make because if your spending habits and your budgeting habits, exactly. saving, if you don't have that knowledge, you can still be living like you broke. Right. Absolutely. And be making, you know, almost 100000 or more. Right. And as soon as the shutdown happened, you feel it immediately. Right. Because that means you didn't prepare for that what moment. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that's one of those what-if moments. And, yes. you know, and it wasn't the first government shutdown either. So mm-hmm. that, to me, like, if I'm going to keep working in the government, right. and I know this is a possibility to happen every yeah. year or two years, yeah. then you need to prepare for it. Because, you know, we're just in, you know, shaking times right now. Yes, like, you never know what's going to happen. We might not have our jobs tomorrow, not going well. We will. But right. if we don't, we need to be prepared. It's not the government's job to make. They don't really care about us. They don't. So, I'm just they just know there. if you making money, I need my cut off the top, and that's it. And if you're right. not making money, I don't. You don't get nothing from me. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, yeah. That's just what it is. But um, but yes, that, that's very important. Um, so I think there's room for growth yes. for all of us, no matter how little or how much you make. Um, if you think you're making very little, believe it or not, you can still save. You know, you may not be able to save as much as the next person, but again, don't compare yourself to right. the next person. Absolutely. You just do what you can do because you never know that $100 you save might come in handy. You might need a part mm-hmm. on the car that's exactly. $99.50. Right. Guess what? Exactly. <laughs> you you have got that money. You, you don't have, have to put money. it on a credit card that you can't pay back. 
And we yeah. might be annoyed at having to, you know, take care of things or bills or mishaps, but I promise you it feels a lot better oh when my you God. have the money. It does. Than if you don't have the exactly. money. Exactly. I can attest to that when I would actually have the money for mm-hmm. these things, I was like, I'm not even going to complain because right. I could not have it. Right. And then that would be a real problem. Exactly. Um, but yeah, this was great. This was very informative, you guys. Gosh, take your notes. You know, start instilling some of these things into your everyday life. Um, Evaluate. I would say sit down. And if you really want to know where your money is going, I read this a long time ago. I don't even know where. But it said sit down, take about a month or two of your bank statements, and look at where your money is going. And what you spend the most money on. Mine was eating out. When I tell you the first time I did that. (laughs) Did it scare you? Were you upset? I was eating something at the time that I did it and I threw it away. I don't know if it made sense, but Mm -hmm. in the moment I was so disgusted at how much money was just... I was like, this doesn't even make it. I was like, who is spending the money? Right. Was this me? Those brunch dates add up. Look, you ready to call the bank and ask some questions. Like, I don't think it was me. I got some questions. I don't believe I spent that much money. I'm not even going to tell y'all. But what I did do, though, is I I saved, Mm -hmm. I took a picture of the amount that I added up just as a reminder Mm -hmm. because it was, you know, but like I said, that goes back to our vices and what we spend our money on. Um, We've all got something. You can find your money if you you look into the bank statement. You'll find it. It's there. You have more money than you think you do. Yeah. Um, But Tierra, again, I just want to thank you for taking your time tonight to be on this podcast. You guys, if you have any questions for Tiara, um, I'm going to let her give you her contact information. But if you would like to hear more financial segments, um, if you want us to talk about specific topics, you yes. know, we, there's so many aspects to yes. finances, like she was saying, like investing, um, you know, so many things. But if you want to hear more segments on finances, you know, definitely let us know um, via social media, my social media. Um, Instagram is Mona Lisa. Lisa is spelled L-E-S-A, but you can find me there. You can comment under the financial post or send me a DM. Um, also, my email is MonaLisa22 at gmail.com. Um, and also be able to follow the Young Women on a Mission RVA page on Instagram and Facebook. And Tiara, how can they reach you? Yes, so you can follow me on Instagram at Forever Frugal 2. So that's Forever Frugal, which is one word, and then it's the number two after that. Also, if you have any questions, you can email me at Forever Frugal 2, TWO, it's spelled out. So Forever Frugal TWO at gmail.com. You can reach me there. Um, I'll be happy to answer any questions as, as well as offer any advice that you need. Great, great, great. Yeah, so thank you ladies for tuning in tonight. Um, and again, I just want to say, remember on your mission, you can stumble and fall many times, but do not forget to get back up. You guys have a good night. Bye.